0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with one of our Watermark students, a faithful Join the Journey listener. It is Mr. Easton Brown.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Easton, you are a senior? Yes. So as you know, anytime we have a guest on the podcast, generally, we get to know each other. And I... We've crossed paths a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know you very well, so I would love to hear your story. How you came to know the Lord, and then fast forward, what's God doing in your life today?
1: Yeah, um, man, I love to start out my testimony now just with what T. A. said that the Lord set His affections upon me mm. before I was even born, um, and that um, I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home where my family um, was faithfully pushing me towards the Lord, and my dad actually works here at Watermark um, has for the past 24 years, I think. So Uh,
0: since the church existed. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much,
1: pretty much, um, which is super cool. And growing up, um, whenever I made mistakes, I would find myself um, really struggling with guilt and shame with it and just felt like I needed to push it down and felt like I had to keep a perfect shell up. And so, man, when I started struggling with different things as, like pornography. I just kept that down mm-hmm. um, during my elementary school years and my junior high years and even my high school years. Um, and that led on to relationships with girls that I was hiding in high school, um, lying to my parents about almost everything I could just to keep it comfortable, keep
0: the, Yeah,
1: the status quo going. Um, and man, it came all out in a really hard way um, in December of 2021. And I mean, the Lord just, begun a work in my life that I can't explain. Um, man, when I had no faith in him, he was just faithful to continue to love me. Um, my parents pushed me to just get in his word and through doing that and, and, and the community around me just started to work in my heart, gave me freedom from sin that I'd never experienced. Um, man, just changed my life. Um, gave me opportunities to apologize to the people I'd lied to. So, um, for the past year and some change, it's just been amazing to see God work in my life, and it's been so fruitful.
0: That's awesome. Easton, you got an uh, interesting passage, Genesis 47, 13 through 48, 22, some very specific verses uh, rather than a clearly defined chapter. So if you haven't read it, pause the episode, go read. But um, as you read, what did you notice? What observations did you make?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that I thought were cool. Um, one, Just starting off on verse 13 through 22, we just see Joseph's faithfulness to listen to what God had spoken to him and to put away food during the prosperous times instead of just being lavish with it and wasting it. Yeah. We see that his faithfulness, um, it pays off. It saves his family. It saves all these people in Egypt that wouldn't have had food. And it pays off for the Pharaoh too that he's working for. The Pharaoh gets all this land. And so... I think we see some of the first times that God is working faithfully in someone in, in Joseph's life um, because Joseph was faithful to listen. Where we've seen a lot of times in Genesis where the person was unfaithful, but God continued to work anyway.
0: Despite their unfaithfulness.
1: Right. Um, so it's just cool to see the blessing of Joseph's faithfulness in the situation. Um, so I thought that was super cool.
0: Yeah, so cool. What's your What's your next one?
1: Yeah, the next thing I noticed was, this is kind of a nerdy thing, but I, I like it a lot. It says in verse 27, thus Israel settled in the land of Egypt and the land of Goshen, and they gained possessions in it and they were fruitful and multiplied greatly. So the word Goshen in Hebrew is spelled and sounds very similar to the word garden in Hebrew. So it's saying that Israel kind of settled in a garden-like area and was fruitful and multiplied, which should kind of send you back to Genesis, the beginning of Genesis, going, oh, that's what Adam and Eve were called to do, to live in the garden and to be fruitful and multiply. But you see that it's, it's not really the garden. It's Goshen, and we're not in the promised land. We're still in mm-hmm. Egypt. So something's still wrong, um, and we're seeing you know, kind of a broken version of what God Um, had designed in the beginning.
0: That's cool. What you just did there is you're like, hey, I made this observation. I mean, I'm guessing you don't know Hebrew. I do not. What did you do to learn that? How did you discover that on your own? Because I'm not sitting across from somebody who's on staff. I'm not sitting across from a uh, theology student at a seminary. You're a high school senior. You play basketball. You play football. You're a normal kid. Where did you learn that?
1: Uh, I actually learned it on a podcast. The no po- way. Yeah, the Bible Project. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's podcast. a great resource. Yeah, they uh, they did a whole series through um, the Torah, and they were talking about—they they go always super deep into the totally. words and stuff. And oh, so yeah. they were talking about Goshen and Garden and the kind of um, duality of those ideas kind of clashing together here.
0: I love it. So good. What else? Observation number three.
1: Yeah, the next thing I noticed um, was when um, Joseph is bringing his sons to Jacob um, for the blessing. And Joseph, it says that Joseph kind of puts his eldest born son towards uh, Jacob's right hand. And Joseph puts, you know, his younger son towards um, Jacob's left hand hmm. to um, basically the right hand was where the the ultimate blessing was going to lie, and then the left hand was still being blessed, but not the, the blessing that we see about a lot in Genesis. And so when Jacob goes to bless them, he crosses his hands over right and over left and, and blesses them the opposite way.
0: That you would typically expect him to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and it even displeases Joseph. It says it displeased him to see that. Um, But God continues to subvert the cultural practice of giving it to the oldest son and blesses the younger son again. And so that's cool to see, as we've seen a lot of times throughout Genesis of God blessing the younger son.
0: Oh, that's really good. Easton, what I'm noticing as you go through these observations is you're taking it one step further in a great way, like moving into interpretation. You're saying, hey, this is something I noticed. This is different. It's not what I would expect. And then you're saying, okay, I know that there's something cultural at play, which is really great uh, Bible study method because I see you saying, all right, this wasn't written in 2023 America. What's going on here? Where did you, I mean, that's another great contextual insight. Where did you learn that? How did you, so that other people can do what you just did, replicate it?
1: Yeah, I think it's important just to know um, the context that the Bible Mm -hmm. was written under. Um, and use those paradigms and concepts and use that to address the rest of the Bible. Absolutely. Because the Bible was not only written with its own cultural things, but it was written to people with their own cultural, you know, concepts. And so things would be shocking, and they would know things that that we won't know today, like the the firstborn blessing Mm -hmm. and how, like, East is always bad and and West is kind of good and things like that that we don't necessarily know today. Or that, that, that most of the time, Egypt's a bad place that you don't want to go to. Those are all paradigms that those people knew, that the Israelites knew when reading this, that today are, it's kind of lost. And so some ways of doing that is notice how the Bible relates to itself. And then, yeah, I mean, I love talking about the resources I use with Bible Project and stuff. Use those resources to better understand the context that the Bible was written under.
0: So good, Easton. We're out of time. I feel like, I mean, you did an excellent job, Easton. I think what you just modeled is like a masterful example of observation, interpretation, application. Here's what I noticed. Here's what I understand about this context. And here's what I need to remember as I apply the truth of this story to my life. So well done. Um, Thank you for teaching us today. As we close, I got two final things for us. So number one. You're a student. You didn't write today's Devo, but you're here on the podcast because it's a Wednesday, and our student ministries meet on Wednesday night. So if you were going to charge all of the listeners to pray one thing for your generation, for believing students your age, what would you ask them to pray for?
1: I think you can be praying for uh, just that the students would realize how good God is and how good His grace and love is um, compared to everything else the world is going to offer because the things that the world is going to offer are going to fall short and they are going to lead to pain. But what God offers is that even in the midst of pain, we can have joy and, and rest in His love.
0: Uh, that's awesome. Second thing is everybody joins the journey in a lot of different ways. We've got a, a contest running right now where people can share how they're joining to social media, tag Watermark, and somebody's going to win. And I'd love to know high-level... You read the passage you were telling me before. You listen. What what would you be sharing if you're posting social media? Are you on social media? I am not. Okay. You can. You know what? For those of you who aren't on social media, you can email your entry and share with a friend how you're how you're joining. So what would you what would you say?
1: Yeah. I wake up in the morning. First things first. I light my candle. I have a candle <laughs> going every single morning. I love that. And I open. To whatever scripture I'm reading, I read it. I read it a couple times to to highlight certain things. And then once I've felt like I've got the idea of the passage, I listen to the podcast to try to get some some specific things I can look for. And then I go over back over it one more time to just highlight things that I noticed and liked.
0: So good. Everybody's different. Everybody does it a different way. I love it, Easton. Thanks for being here. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.